Well, the speaker's out there. It's okay. Hello. Thanks for listening. This is Jaded. I'm Jody, and I apologize for no music, but we're just going to jump right into this. I'm here with one of my very, very good friends, Nick, who I've got to say these are my favorite podcasts, probably because I learn the most, and it's just great to share with someone who listens and can provide useful information. Um, so I haven't seen in a in a little while, Nick. I uh, wanted to catch up with where I am, how I'm doing. Um, I started the MCTAL on May 2nd. You're up to 50 now? I'm up to 75. Alright. You haven't um, had a rash? No rash. I've been on the MCTAL before. <coughs> it helped you actually before you were Lumicto and um, Lexapro. Lexapro. I was or, on five. No, Zoloft. No, not Zoloft. Zoloft no. used to make me blackout. So, so I was on Lumictol, Lexapro, Wellbutrin, Xanax, and Trazodone. That's what Bishop had me on. Uh-huh. That's a lot, isn't it? Uh, yeah, that's. I, I don't know. Did it help? See, I now I know that it did, but back then I wasn't sure. Because life was still tough. I don't know if I thought well, I expected the meds to fix everything. But were you using uh, substances when you were taking these meds back then? No. Back no. then, maybe alcohol. Maybe no. pot. I'll take that back. I was probably smoking pot. Okay. But no, that was it. And when he started me on the Lamictal, I would have horrible night sweats. And I sweat a lot as it is. I'm Colby gets that for me. We, we both just sweat a lot. And sweating is not comfortable. So sweating at night, when he first put me on it, I was three days. I was like... I was, I was like, no, I, I can't do this, Bishop. I can't sweat every night. I'm getting no sleep. And he says, Jody, just bear with me a couple more days. You know, do it another week. If you're still having the problems, well, that week I adjusted. So I, I stayed on the Lamictal. So he was right. He was right. It takes about a three weeks. It just, five meds. At some point I started feeling like, are the meds controlling me? Or like, is it, is it putting a damper on who I am? Or, or do, do I you need suffer this? from a mood disorder? Oh, absolutely. What? Bipolar two with a depressive disorder. That's what Bishop told me, and anxiety NOS. But that was another thing. That was one of the things I wanted to discuss with you because I've read a lot about borderline personality disorder. Um, I think we discussed this last time I was here. Um, borderline personality has a, a lot of characteristics that that. I portray as far as um, huge fear of, re- not not rejection, but abandonment. I have a huge fear of abandonment. Um, I have blackout periods where I don't recall being horrible and mean, and it's like a, like a, like a switch. Is this while you're under the influence, or? Usually, but no, not always. Not always. Coming down from things, like, like with this, a couple days ago, I had, I had an issue. Um, okay, let me just ask this outright. Um, I feel like I have way too many feelings about small, inconsequential things. So you don't, you don't uh, choose your battles very well, huh? No, and, and the dumbest things feel like the biggest loss or hurt to me and I like let me give you an example um <clears throat> so Avery is graduating this year my daughter she's 18 graduating on the 22nd 
she came over and asked if I had any pictures of her throughout her life because they're putting together, I believe, picture, you know, for I maybe. have some pictures of her. Do you? Yeah. Well, those might be helpful. Um, but she wanted to pick a couple of them and then she was going to make copies. And so I happened to have all her pictures put together because I'm trying to do photo albums for all my kids. So I said, Avery, I'll let you take these. Do you have a promise to bring them all back? You know, so she's a mom, I will, I will, I will. So I asked her today, because I wanted to finish something I was doing for her <coughs> for graduation, and asked her if she was done with the pictures. And she says, oh, my dad has them. And my heart just dropped. Um, and it's really, really dumb and probably petty. But, like, when Marcos and I were together... You know, it was always kind of like a little bit of a competition. And when, when we split, like, there are things that the kids make that he'd be like, oh, you, you have to let me have that. Like, that's mine. I want that, right? And <laughs> I kept pretty much everything that my kids made and did. And those in the pictures are the only thing... <sighs> Damn it. They're the only thing that I have left that connects me to that life. Well, it was a tremendous loss, no doubt, because you don't have much. No, and my kids don't remember that we were happy. Mm -hmm. Like, we were. Mm -hmm. And so those pictures, all that stuff really means a ton to me. After losing my house, all my furniture, all my belongings, you know, that's shit I held on to for all these years. So to know they were in his hands, I was just like... Well, is he going to give them back? Well, see, I, I just flipped out on her. I'm like, Avery, why would you give those to your dad? She's well, you like, don't Mom, like him, and so you I don't, don't trust, trust him. him. I haven't spoke to him in three years. Yeah, and so Avery sort of violated a boundary with you. Yes. But it was not a it, spoken boundary. It sh she no. didn't know. And it shouldn't have been that big a deal, but I, like, it, like, cut Well, me. you probably blamed yourself for not having told her. Yes. The boundary. And, and I probably shouldn't have given her all of them, you know? Um, probably Knowing not. Knowing how much they mean to me. Yeah, I mean, but, but that, don't blame you. You're blaming yourself for that, too. But so at one point, she goes, Mom, you know what? Don't come to my graduation party tomorrow. Oh, boy. And my response was, well, I'm going to have to to get my pictures back. <laughs> not the smartest response, but now I'm wondering... Oh, so, it, like, 10, 15 minutes later, she's like, Mom, my dad's bringing them to me at my work. I will bring them to you when I get off. Ta-da. That's good. Well, she got off of work. She came to my parents because oh. my mom, she works at a doggy daycare. Mm -hmm. And my mom took her dogs to go over there so they could get away from the workmen and all the pounding. And right. So, Avery brought the dogs back. I could hear her downstairs, but she never came upstairs. And when I went to leave, she was gone. So I don't even know if she brought the pictures. Why did you call your mom? I, oh, you were there. That's where you live. I, I could have walked in there to look, but... Why did you call Avery? Well, I could. I, I feel like I acted inappropriately, and I don't know how to... I don't think so. Uh, for me, uh, uh, you know... <laughs> you know, there's things that I'll give Orion for school that I've had since I was a child. Yeah. All right. All right, here's an arrowhead from the Pueblo Indians, you know, whatever, you know. And they're studying the Pueblo Indians, you know. Right. And so I say, take this to school. 
and bring it back after you've done your report. Right. Okay? You're giving him a nice piece of... This is really important to yeah. me. Yeah. It's like a treasure. That, <sighs> you know, that... But you didn't tell him that. Well, I told him. He knows it is. Oh, okay. But I didn't set up any boundaries with it. You know, I didn't say, well, I said, bring it back when you're done with it. Well, right. You know, you don't know when yeah. they'll get through. All right. But, you know, he's a kid. You know, they give the report today. When he's done with it, right? But then it sits in his desk, you know? Uh-oh. doesn't come back. I said, all right, are you done with that yet? Oh, yeah. No, Grandpa. No? <laughs> yeah. Oh. <laughs> I said, when are you going to be done with it? Well, I kind of gave my report yesterday, but I left it in my desk. Oh. And so, you know, I'm saying, oh, my, you know. You could have just said better, you Yeah, you, be you better bring it back. Yeah. So the next day, did you bring it back? Oh. oh, Grandpa, I forgot. Oh, shoot. You know, so put a string on his finger. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, I was about ready to, you know, like go over there and get it because this was really special for me. And I mean, if he had lost it, broke it, or whatever, you know, yeah. I would have been really angry. Oh yeah. Upset, and I would have hurt his feelings. All right. Because That's I would funny. have, I would have screamed and yelled at him. You know. So did it come back? It came back. Because I have a story similar. My parents. On their honeymoon, they got this, I don't know if it's, pet oh, petrified wood mm -hmm. that they had had, you know, shined and polished, and they were bookends. And they let me take one of them to school for geology. Right. I left it in my, it was it was a few weeks before the end of school. I left it in my locker, never picked it up. My parents got this on their honeymoon. Now they can't even use the bookends right. because I left it in my locker. Right. They probably tossed it out. They did not yell at me. It was, my mom just said, oh, Jody, I'm really disappointed that, you know, we got those. They didn't tell me beforehand. She tells me after I didn't bring it home, I got that on our honeymoon yeah. in Hawaii. And I'm just like. It's probably bad luck anyway. For, it came from Hawaii. Oh, well, actually, it was uh, Midway Island because that's where my dad was oh, stationed. Okay, yeah, okay. It's not even, a, it's not a station anymore. People, they don't. Right. Mm -hmm. But back then, they, and so There's a battle important. of midway. It was a but huge But she didn't tell thing, me, yeah. so I didn't know, she, you know? All right. But she also didn't, she didn't yell. She didn't, which is, it's always surprising to see how people will react because I would have expected, like you said, that I would have got yelled at, you know, a good talking to about lack of respect and this, that, and the other, but... Instead, I got a silent disappointment that I think made more of an impact than if she had yelled at me. Yeah, that's kind of how, how I, I, you know, I, I was, uh, you know, not upset. It didn't come back. He brought it home. I had to encourage him and urge him over and over again to do something. <laughs> but you have to understand, he's a child. Right. He's how old? He's 11. Okay. I think and I was, I was 13. No, I was 14, 13 or 14 when I did it. But still, there is a there is a world that children at that age live in that doesn't always include other people's needs and wants. Well, but what I want to say is that the impact that my yelling at him would have had on him... You don't actually uh, know. I don't need the, the arrowhead. Okay, the, arrow, the arrowhead didn't mean anything next to what it would have. What it would have done to him. him. Had I shamed him, and made him feel guilty and. But sad. at the same time, how else do you teach them some? Because there should be a little bit of guilt and shame over not returning someone else's property. Yes, you're right. You're right. 
or it's, not being responsible. Yeah, it's yeah. a fine line. Yeah. Like you have to have both. But I guess, you know, I also have to understand, too, that maybe I wasn't so clear how important it was to me. Right, and that is that is something that we can see hindsight. If we had been yeah. more forward with the information... So I have to change my communication uh, skills. Styles, yeah. Styles. Oh, man, communication is ridiculously huge. And my friend Sherry... You're going to get your pictures back. I know, but, and, and you know, and I try to tell myself, like, Jody, you won't even know which ones are missing. Like, I, I honestly won't know which ones are missing, but I just feel in my heart that some of them are going to be missing, and it pains me. You know what I mean? Because honestly, I wouldn't, I don't have them cataloged. But you I, didn't put up a boundary, Jody. I didn't. I didn't. And I. You're I'm so just, used to people destroying your life. And having your life destroyed by other uh, things but that I still you don't trust. put up. No, I still trust. I, you would think that I wouldn't trust anymore because of that. But I do still blindly. Like, I worry that, that I'm just really fucking selfish. And I think that everybody knows what's important to me. You know? Or everybody knows what's important. Like, what's important to me is important to everybody else. But that's a ridiculous assumption because it's, it never is. We never know what's important to other people, and nobody's going to know it unless you express it. And so I, I try to backpedal and back down from my thing with Avery, because that's the thing about my, my intense feelings, is that it, it like comes on like a fucking heart attack. But then it goes, and then I'm rational again, and I'm like, why did I go off like that? Like... Why do you have this hair trigger? And it's, I don't even because know. Because I always suggest that maybe it could be, all right, that you have a multitude of wounds from various situations and experiences, and that any subsequent experience that you're experiencing now with your children or whatever, or boyfriends or whoever it is, your mother and father, um, it could be somebody looks at you cross-eyed, but it opens up one of those wounds. Right. Okay. And I grow so you you are defenses. at this point in your life, um, uh, like many of us, uh, wounded. And I think most of us are, but some people have Somewhere. different different wounds than other people. You know what I mean? And some people deal with them. Differently. Right. And your triggers happen to be, you know, this thing you're describing right now is that you're fearful of losing uh, any evidence that you existed on the planet and had a good relationship with your kids, right? There's no other evidence that you existed here on the planet. Well, no, it's not other that. Than, other it's than no, they're walking on the earth. No, it's not that. No, I've done things in my life that I'm proud of. It's, well, I am proud of things you've done, too. It's particular part of my life that, that right. me and the kids. It, and it was 10 yeah. years, Nick, and it, it's like not even existed. But you're getting them back, okay? You'll Only get two most, of my you'll, kids you'll get most told me back. Happy Mother's Day. Guess which two? Well, it, <laughs> it was... Uh, well, I don't know how you're doing with Katner right now, but uh, Colby. Yep, he was the first one. And um, now it's up between Avery and... Uh, um, Kyler. Kyler. Kyler, I'll guess. It was Avery. Avery. 
Yeah. Didn't hear from Kyler. Didn't hear from Kettner. Kettner's in LA now. Did well, you, you know, yeah, you did. Okay, good, um, good, good. He, he ran off with his girlfriend. No, no, he didn't run off. That was his Planned. set goal and dream, and he's doing it. Okay, well, that's good. Yeah, it was much bigger than running away with a girlfriend. <laughs> no, girlfriend just turned out to be a really ride or die girl who believes in my son and uh-huh. wants the best for him. So that is pretty awesome. Really awesome. But Colby texted me early in the morning. Um, Avery, I sent her a text or something, and she sent back, oh, happy Mother's Day. <laughs> Didn't hear from the book. I sent you happy Mother's Day. Yes, you did, and thank you very much. I did get happy Mother's Day from a couple of my friends. You're my favorite mother. <laughs> oh. oh, shit. So something interesting that, I, that I've learned about borderline personality disorder is that those who suffer from it never feel like they fit in. Like anywhere, not with their family, not with their peers, not with their... And my mother says that from the time she was three years old, she didn't feel like she fit in anywhere. At three years old, she was going to church with her grandpa, who was a smoker and a drinker. Uh, her, Her own parents were smokers and drinkers, so they didn't go to church. But my mom says when she went to church... That was the only place she felt like she belonged. But it wasn't, she says, at church she didn't feel like she belonged because there were families sitting in the pews, you know, moms and dads, and and she's sitting there with her grandpa. And so she said she didn't really feel like she fit in there. Um, She didn't feel like she fit in at school. And getting to know my grandma, my grandma was not a loving mother. She admitted, we, we had a conversation that I've yet to post but where she admits she says I was not a good mother I didn't know how to do those things I know I didn't love your mother and her sister and brother right she says I I just was not a good mother so my mother not having a good mother and then my mother not feeling like she fits in and I'm just thinking of (laughs) it takes combinations of different personality disorders that create Others well, you know, a, a personality. Uh, let me let me just clarify something. A person. It's very difficult to diagnose a personality disorder. I know. And commonly, psychiatrists avoid doing that. How is bipolar not a personality disorder? It's not. It's a That's mood a disorder. Ch- chemical mood. Yeah, a mood okay. disorder. All right. Personality disorders can um, e- emerge or evolve out of, uh, from you know, in a person whose childhood where that that person was neglected for instance okay or not given attention they become a narcissist they become a narcissist okay all right Narcissists uh, are scary. if they're abused um, they can become uh, sexually physically verbally even um, <laughs> they can become um, that's where I saw a lot of post-traumatic stress disorder you know PTSD is yeah I see PTSD more as but you're going to find the average, the borderline person is going to have a history of abuse, mm-hmm. commonly. Okay. They're going to be quite dependent in relationships. Okay. They commonly are narcissistic, so they're very self-centered and won't listen to anyone else. They have no boundaries. They're very intrusive. Yeah, that's um, me. <laughs> they're uh, obsessive compulsive in relationship with no boundaries. How are you OCD in a relationship? What uh, well, does that mean? Well, it, where you are... 
it, it may be not the classical obsessive-compulsive disorder, which is a completely different thing where you have to switch the light on three times before you go out. Right. Isn't it more um, like they latch on It's more on of intensely? a dependency. Yeah. They latch on know? intensely. Right. Like. And their wounds, their abandonment issues kick in. And not only that, they define themselves by the relationship. If you, whatever you want to see, I will become that so you love me, okay? Please don't leave me. That's, that's the mantra, you know? Please like me, you know? Anybody like that. <laughs> and so they go on and on, and no matter how much abuse they might be experiencing in a relationship, they continue to say, please like me, I'll be good. They're still looking for the validation. Yeah, they, they're very dependent. They've but had I've heard no, that the no personality approval. disorders, those are, like, treatable. Um, well, Whereas, it, well, let's like say the border, borderline personality not. disorder. If you confront the borderline personality disorder on any issue, they'll commonly up the ante. But what if the person with borderline knows something's wrong? Like, that's something that... Um, that they were saying, like, narcissists don't do that, but, like, a bipolar person, or they say BPD, they know something's wrong with them. Like, bipolar, like, I know something's wrong right. with me, right? Or and no, so I go they, they for treatment. Have, they don't have a consciousness of that there's something And that's wrong not what I've read. You that's know? not what I've read. I've heard that... I have a lot of people who I treat who are who describe themselves openly as borderline personality disorder. Well, I think it's ridiculous you know? to come in and say, this is what I am. Yeah. Well, I, I, and I try not to do that. I mean, with Bishop, definitely, I, I had no idea what was going on with me. I just, this, you know, I was being Cuddled. frivolous with my money. I was <laughs> sleeping with anybody that was a challenge. I was drinking. I was not being home with my kids. I was, like, showing all this, you know borderline or bipolar you know the ups and downs told me there were nights that I was I couldn't sleep I didn't sleep well since the time I was 15 I 15 I started writing I, I have tons of poems I written in high school because I was up all night and then you know I would have the times where I couldn't get out of bed and I was so depressed I was telling my kids I was depressed I mean so it all fit you know but I didn't I didn't even know what bipolar was when I went to see Bishop well, he obviously has has diagnosed you with bipolar two. Yeah. Because you don't have frequent manic episodes. It's not rapid cycling. No. Right. Um, and bipolar two, you may have had one or two manic episodes, but they weren't hyper hypomanic. So the staying up at night was not hyper. It's not hypomanic. No. Okay. That would be probably uh, a feature of depression and anxiety. Okay. Yeah, because um, I would write. I would just usually write. people who, who suffer from depression have anxiety associated with it. You know. I I learned an interesting thing about anxiety, and tell me if you know this to be true. But uh, do you know who Jordan Peterson is? No. Nope. We'll have to look him up. Um, but he's a brilliant, intelligent man uh, who was a counselor, clinician, whatever for. Mm -hmm. Many, many years, and he, he was saying that, uh, he says, I, I will give this challenge to anybody who suffers from anxiety. Two-week challenge. He says, anytime you feel anxious, go eat something. Get a piece of cheese, some meat. He says, don't, don't get a chocolate bar. He says, but get something substantial. Eat that, and in ten minutes, You'll you should it. have less anxiety. He yep. says, I guess there is such a thing as <coughs> um, low blood sugar can cause anxiety. Well, yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. I, I mean, I've never been a great eater, 
I don't know why. I mean, well, honestly, there were... Well, I don't know. You might be... <laughs> there were two times in my childhood that I remember I was sitting at the kitchen table. We were getting ready to eat chicken, and all of a sudden I got this really sharp, 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 sharp pain in my stomach. Oh. And I ran to my bedroom, and I laid down on my bed and cried oh. for a little bit, and it felt better. Oh. And then a little couple weeks later, whenever I got that same pain at school... And when I told my mom about it, she's like, well, when was the last time you ate? Mm -hmm. And I was like, well, I don't know. And she goes, well, I tried to get you to eat breakfast. You didn't eat breakfast. So I associated that, that pain. Like, that must have been hunger pains. But I'll tell you, I've never felt hunger pains since. I don't, the only time I get hungry is if I'm high. Or actually, I take that back. If I'm happy and in a good relationship, I love food. Because I love food with my partner. I love cooking. I love sharing food at a restaurant. So, I'm my happiest, actually, when I'm eating, but obviously I haven't been happy for a while, and so food well, is not... Well, you haven't been with a partner. No, and, and that when is I'm a, depressed... that's a central piece here. Yeah. That you, what? That you feel your happiest when you are in a partnership, a supported partnership. I do. Well, I feel... But you've not... Yeah, I'm just saying that... that let's yeah. say, let's say okay. that as a starting point. Okay. You have tried and tried and tried and tried with various choices of men. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> and not one has stood up to the promise of happy relationship. Or okay. I haven't allowed them to. Or maybe you have sabotaged I, I it. I sabotage almost every relationship I'm in. And you sabotage it because you're not comfortable with somebody who actually maybe is kind to you. And, and I, I'm afraid they're going to leave, PTSD. so I'm going to leave first. So you become dependent. You hate that dependent feeling. But whenever I feel scared, I push them away. And then you I start mean, pushing them away. I am... Uh, yeah. That is... Terrible. Boring. You up the ante. <laughs> you know? If you, don't, if, you don't, if you don't come here, I'm going to kill myself type of thing. You know, that's oh, what borderlines do. Uh, if you don't do this or that, I'm going to kill myself. You just wait and see when you find my dead body. You know, that type of thing. They do that. That was what Dennis did right before I had to knock him with the bottle. He told me he was going yeah. to die on the floor so the kids could see him in the morning. Mm -hmm. And I was oh my God. Well, he had a number of things going on over here. I, I think it caused a lot of that. He was a good kid. Yeah, he had issues. He did. His He's father, broken. His father died when he was three. Yeah, was He and his mom, his mom and dad had done drugs all night. And his brother, who was uh, two years older than him, uh -huh. I think, uh, they woke up in the morning. It was a Saturday. He ran in to get Dad. And his brother came walk, walking out of the room with a pale, pale face. And he says, he's in the fart position. <coughs> and Dennis was like, what? And he walked in there, and his father was dead. But he was, like, kneeling. He was, like, on the bed with his kind of like his butt yeah, in the air. Uh -huh, like uh -huh, the... Uh -huh. But he overdosed. Oh, fuck. And then... Suicide? No. Over, no, they were partying. The mom and, and the husband. So the mom felt terrible, horrible guilt. And his aunt ended up fighting her for custody. Took all the kids. But she was actually really great. She opened a gym. And all of the kids were gymnasts. And she opened a dance studio. And it, like, she was actually really great. But it was a really shitty thing to take the kids away from the mom after she just lost the husband like you don't get to say how someone grieves 
just because you don't think they're taking as good a care of the kids as they can, they all just suffered a huge okay. loss. Well, anyway, getting back to yeah. the point, which is... Uh, just choosing we were men. No, we were actually uh -huh. talking about how you sabotage relationships. Oh, yes. yes. Not that it's gonna, we're going to resolve this issue tonight. No. Uh, you you should stay out of relationships but, but for I know. a while. Actually, that was my question. Do you think I am more borderline than bipolar? More bipolar. You think more bipolar? Even yeah. though you just said I was matching all the borderline? Because everything you said is everything I've done. I think you have some features of borderline personality disorder. I think that at times um, in your life you've been a narcissist. Okay. <laughs> um, that but narcissist, I don't know. No, self-centered would be uh, okay. Self-centered is self. Well, that's yeah. a feature of narcissism. But narcissism is manipulation and intention. Well, to no, it cause comes pain. in a lot of different forms. Everybody acts out in a different way. Um, Can we turn this down just a notch? Yeah. Sorry, you're um, shorts and no shoes, and I'm freezing. <laughs> Nordic. I think that um, you know you've you've had you have manifested some features of bipolar. I'm not bipolar, but uh, borderline personality disorder. Um, it seems like drama follows you around like, you know, flies on honey. I know, but is it the drama or is it me? Am I the drama? You are the drama. Shit. You create it, and that's what borderlines do, okay? They create drama. I know, now that I don't have it, like I'm lost and depressed. You don't know, you're not, in, you're not in a dysfunctional relationship, so you don't know what to do. I'm not in any relationship. Like, well, yeah, but if you were in kids, one, it would likely be a dysfunctional relationship. Yeah, it And was. you would be, uh, once again, in the same pool of shit that you're always in, you know? But at least I'm not being it alone. Everybody's in a pool of well, shit. Well, yeah. Like, no, they're, not everybody is. Speaking of... Would you like to hear about my latest date, I guess? Oh, you got a date? Kind of. I was over at my friend Sherry's house. Stopped by because, like I said, my parents have the construction going. It's loud. It's annoying. So I took the dogs and went over to her house for a little bit. And a friend of hers is staying, staying there in the front room there. And I get there, take the kids to the park. And two of the kids I take are that guy's in that front room, right? Mm -hmm. And his kids are not well-behaved. Oh. They're just, <laughs> and I'm sorry, but they're with Miss Jody, and they're gonna listen to me. So we had a little head to head a couple times, but we had a good time. Get back to the house, and then uh, Ruby, the oldest sibling, was home from school, and she had cupcakes in the fridge. Mm -hmm. Well, the little girl of the friend in the front room, she says, "Well, I want a cupcake." I said, well, you're going to have to ask your dad or, you know, Ronnie or Sherry. I can't give you permission to have a cupcake when this is close to dinner. So she, she gives me this look. And a few minutes later, she says, will you just call my dad? She's, she's five, okay? She's five, maybe six. And I said, I'm sorry. And she says, call my dad right now because I want a cupcake. And I said, you know, I am not going to call your dad. Cupcakes are not emergencies. I'm an adult and I can handle what's going on right now. We'll call dad if there's a fire or you're hurt. But I'm not calling your dad over a cupcake. And she goes, mm, and she stomped her foot and walked away. I just thought, oh, you little smut. So we had two other instances outside where she threw a marker. So I went and put her in timeout. Oh, boy, was she pissed off about timeout. Took her to timeout, and I didn't know how old she was. I know you're supposed to put them in for however many years they are. They get a minute. Yeah. And I was asking her how old she was, and at some point she goes, eight! And I said, you're eight? And she goes, right. no! And I said, that's what I heard. You get eight minutes. <laughs> so 
she was furious with me, but when I came back, I said, you know, you were put here because you were not behaving. You weren't listening. You can come back out anytime now, but you need to know you need to listen. And I had to deal with her twice, right? So then Dad comes home, the guy in the front room, and she runs over. Can I have a cupcake? She comes back and she goes, my dad says I can have a cupcake. So I walk over to the room and I said, hey, Dad, I had to put her in timeout twice today. So in my opinion, that's not really cupcake worthy. And I noticed out of the corner of my eye that there's another guy sitting on the inside of the office. And I just walk away. And <laughs> not more than 10 seconds later, the guy's coming out and he was like, hey, I, you are beautiful. I, I just, you, I, hi, I'm Scott. It's nice to meet you. He's an older gentleman, and he's, he's not like a dog and he, but like a puppy, and he kind of, he was just doe-eyed and just couldn't stop complimenting me. He's 53. Apparently, he makes a lot of money. He works for a pipeline, a big pipeline that apparently everybody should know, but um, nice guy, but he's fucking hammered. Like, he might think he's pulling it off, but I know he's fucking hammered. He's drunk. He's drunk, yeah. And so it's like. So his courage was. Built I up. I don't I don't know he could be I I get the feeling he's like that all the time he's just very I'll I'll he's very his, very seductive. As the story goes on, well he says to me he says when I want predatory? something when I want something I go after it. So it's predatory. I guess he's a hunter, right? Aren't all men hunters? Yes. <laughs> so so anyways he's being all. You know, complimentary talking to me, but he, he tells me he went to jail for five years. He accidentally shot someone with her gun. Her. Her. He shot a her? He shot a her. A doe? Shot her in the face. No. Like this. She didn't die. Took, he, it, took he her did, jaw off. He did five years, and so he's like, you know, I'm honest. I, I'm always honest. I will never lie to you. And I'm just like, okay, little overkill, but then Sherry's kids are running around. That's guess, not the story you tell when you're trying to introduce yourself oh, to wait, a new woman. Oh, wait, it gets better, Nick. It gets better. So, turns out... That's like telling a woman that <laughs> I've had 15 affairs on my wife, you know. Oh, I'm not even done, I know. So, it turns out he was getting information from the guy in the room to go look at a house that they were going to rent together, right? He comes out and he was like, hey, I'm going to go check out this house. Would you like to go with me? And I didn't really want to be where I was, so I'm like, yeah, sure. So, get in the car. As soon as we get in the car, he's like, so, you know, if you like this house, you can move in. And I'm like, oh, really? He says, he says yeah, you, you said that you live with your parents. You don't need to live with your parents anymore. He's like, you can come live with me. Can you cook? And I said, well, yes. He says, all right, I, I just need a clean house and cook. You can have your own bedroom if you need it, but I'm hoping you won't. <laughs> and I'm just he's like. He's not subtle. He's not subtle at all. No. God. No, but so we, we get some more talking, and his wife committed suicide. His most recent girlfriend, her oldest son, committed suicide. Eight months later, her second son also committed suicide. She has one son left. And Nick, all of those suicides in themselves, I just thought, holy fuck, I cannot deal with this. Like, I... I do not even know how to begin to deal what, with someone got, who's... got past your threshold? Oh, yes, yeah, suicide. I That breaks my heart. I I mean, I understand... Like, I watched this show today, this movie. It's called Boy Interrupted. 
and the parents of a boy who killed himself when he was 15 years old, a bipolar boy, when he was 15 years old, right. they made the movie. Uh-huh. And Nick, watching that movie, I can't tell you how many times I just stared at the screen and thought, that's exactly Kyler. Mm-hmm. Or I thought, oh my God, that's me. Just the, the... Because you've been in those dark places. Well, and, and just the things they said about their son, they said, you know, Evan was a great boy. You know, he was happy, he was... But then his mood would shift, and you could literally see it change on his face. Demonized. His voice would change. Don't you remember Kyler used to do that? Yeah. You could see it. It was like a like a gate went down. Yeah. When, and she said, you know, he would literally just, like, pull into himself yeah. and just not be there and and typical Kyler and and the meanness and the mm-hmm. and just out of nowhere but this boy in particular in fact if you you I don't know if you like to watch but it was actually really informative um he was constantly talking about how he was going to die from the time he was in kindergarten he was telling his teacher sitting on his teacher's lap that he was going to jump out a window and it was okay if he jumped out the window you know but he would die and and he's just telling people this. And the psychiatrist that he went to see, he's reading his notes, and he goes, you know, I have never had a child who scared me more than your son. Yeah, I've heard that. I mean, this boy was just... And the parents were... Uh, I guess at seven... No, how old was he? Somewhere, I think maybe around ten... They got him into a home in a program where they started him on lithium. I think he was in there for only 90 days. They said when he came back, he was a whole new kid. His friends that all knew him, that that talked, like, he was popular, he was funny. Mm -hmm. You very rarely saw the the darkness, and Mm -hmm. they didn't... And towards the end of the movie... um, they said, and they, they show poems that he wrote. And like, this kid was super intelligent. He made movies. He made movies with his friends. He would have Oh, he, he himself produced and them, and he yes, filmed and he them, was, and he's an yeah, actor. And, before, well, he, he died at 15. This kid was He killed brilliant. himself at 15? He killed, at 15, they said that um, he asked his parents the summer before whatever year, I guess his sophomore year, uh, he said, you know, I'd like to see if I could come off the lithium. I'd like to see if I can do this by myself. That's what they all think. And the parents were like, if this is what you want to do, you know, we'll... They don't know They talked to the they doctor. Don't, don't know the doctor know. said to. So yeah, they lowered him. Yeah, the doctor doesn't him. really expect that because the kid has been doing so well. Right. But why take him off? So let me finish. So they, they lower him. He's not off them, but they lower him. Yeah, right. That's what they do. Take and her. then there was just one night, I guess he had a bad day at school. Um, it all takes is one bully. But they were all home. No, he didn't have bullies. It no. was his head. It was his demons. Well, other people, other kids who had bullies. No, yeah, other kids have bullies. But his was, like, I kind of understand why he did it. Like, when you're bipolar and you can't control things you do and you regret them after you do them, but you're still not able to stop doing you don't do you know what I mean like it, when you know you're so out of control of who you are at some point it's discouraging and tiring especially when you know you're going to be that way for the rest of your life what do you think um uh mania looks like mania yeah in your opinion what is manic uh 
hyperactive. Uh, maybe OCD and I, I get that way at Sherry's. Like I can clean her house in two fucking hours. <laughs> um, All right, so that sounds a little bit manic, doesn't it? And I and I do that a lot. I do their laundry. I I actually like it because it keeps me busy. Oh, uh, you want to come to my house and do the laundry? I can do that. <laughs> Wash the bathroom? Is well, I was here, remember, when my sister-in-law Sarah called, and she says, Jody, can I ask you something? Would you come oh, help yeah. me clean my house? Yeah, yeah, okay. I'm like, that's the best offer I've had in two weeks. All right, I'll so give there. me some other definitions of what you think manic is. Um, I don't know if manic is, um, uh, like, no impulse control. It could be, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, and, you know, doing things like spending money... Unnecessarily. Um, All right. Hyper spending. Risky sexual behavior. A hypersexual. Um, that's what I. Gambling. Yeah, gambling would be included. Yeah, drinking. Pro I don't know. Drinking is another. Well, a, people self-medicate with right. the alcohol. Okay? But that wouldn't be considered mania. So uh, what no. is mania? Well, hypomania is all those things you said. Wait, uh, hypo or hype? It's called. Um, Hyper, I thought hypo meant less. When you're hypomanic, you're not hypermanic, yeah. Okay. Um, Why wouldn't I be hypermanic, or what? Well, that's what they call it. I don't oh, know, okay. but I understand your... Sorry, I, was, I, I, I No, I understand your reasoning, okay. because they, I asked the same question. I was like, wait. But that's what it's called, okay. So. That makes sense. <laughs> Go ahead. Uh, it's so what is, what is hypomania? Hypomania um, is extreme agitation. Uh, poor sleep. Okay. Um, Extreme agitation. What is agitation? Like, uh, you, can't you can't sit, sit still. still? Okay. Pace. Like, upset. Or, or you're cleaning houses. Oh, see, so cleaning... Uh, okay. Uh, yeah, you're, you're distracting yourself from your own anxiety because by, by doing a project, you know? Yes. Um, wow, you just fucking you know? nailed it. <laughs> and, um, Holy shit. You're, you're basically trying to calm the jet engine in, inside of you. That I probably just need to eat some cheese or some meat. You could use that as a coping skill, I suppose. By dis that would distract you from the anxiety you're feeling. It's, it's a feeling like you have... You feel helpless and out of control. You feel like, uh, and you become hy hypersexual, for instance, you know, and you start going out and getting seductive on every I haven't every felt guy. that way in a long time. <laughs> well, I'm just saying that, you know, there were times in your life probably where it, oh, you wow. were like that, okay? Probably. You get out. In, when you know, I was younger in, and you could a, do that. <laughs> in a, in a, a bar situation and you're like oh, no, I didn't being very seductive parts. or something with people you know. I don't know. Oh, yeah. Well, we... Whatever. Me, Tammy, and we would always go dancing. That was kind of yeah. But sexual. Well, occasionally you would take somebody home, or they would take you home. Ah, uh, no. But not uh, really. it was all kind of a game you guys played. Oh yeah, it was definitely fun. I don't think that necessarily would you know. Hypersexual is when you are. I mean, every single night, all day, you need to have it. You know that. Well, if I had a guy that could do it, I fucking would. Absolutely. But that might—that's a totally different thing. And, and when I you're had, talking about having a relationship with somebody you love, who you like to make love to. Yes. That doesn't mean that you are obsessively uh, focusing on no. sex and want to have gotta have it all day long. No, that's not right? like that's, that's somebody high, on. That no, is hypersexual. Okay. No, I was never like that. Okay. Sorry, you made it sound like once a day no. was hyper hypersexual. No, it's not. Okay. Five, ten times a day. <laughs> Gotcha. I gotcha. Anyway. But no, so so hypomania is the hypersexual. Hypersexual. 
Is there uh, a, a, a loss of impulse control? Gotcha. Okay. Irritable. Okay. Okay. Uh, irrational. Uh, yeah. Um. I feel like I have irrational Delusional, moments. delusional, which means you have delusions and paranoid. You can be that way. I have delusions of abandonment. Yeah. Well, you are paranoid of abandonment. All right? You won't get close to somebody because you're afraid they're going to push you away. No, I do the opposite. I cling. <sighs> I cling and I jump right in and I... and I. Yeah. And then you every time you sabotage it so they push you away. Well, yeah, they or else you find guys who are so, so low life... That somehow it's not a big loss if you do push them away. You know what I mean? Well, it doesn't make them a low life. It just well, means I I'm wasn't important. You have pretty good judgment with personalities, but you don't have good judgment in um, character. I I think I have horrible communication skills, Nick. I think that's a big part of it because I feel like I'm pretty in tuned to a lot of situations and. You know, I feel like I have a lot to contribute, like, but I, apparently I don't communicate it in a way that's receptive. I don't know if I sound bossy or know-it-all or, but... When you get close to somebody, you start becoming a bitch oh, and you push them away. That's not true. Yes, you just said, you said, do I sound bossy? I was talking about my this? kids. Do I, do I sound controlling? I was talking yes. about my children, trying to, like, help direct them. And, and, like, I feel like I have a lot that I could teach them, but I don't feel like I say it in constructive ways, or I don't, I'm not saying it nicely. I didn't just mean to guy. I meant oh, mostly all right, all right. So, all communicating right. the good things I feel all I right, have about to offer. Your show. All right, so you have, Jerk. you feel you have a lot to offer. Damn you. <laughs> I was I, all over in the relationship. Thing. I don't know. Well, it, it does. It bleeds into my friendships. It bleeds in like some people. You, you went on a tangent like about your children. Like a know-it-all or something, or condescending. I don't know if it's my tone of voice. Like Kettner's told me before that it's that sometimes it's my tone, and you're like your dad, like that. Oh fuck! It's not it, tone. Tone. Your dad doesn't talk normal. Um, Give me that screwdriver. <laughs> I asked her the other... We went to Avery's Awards Ceremonies on Friday, and she and I were going to go to Chicken Shack, which I know my mother loves. So I asked my parents, I said, would you guys like to go with us? My dad said, no. Lord, you can't say, no, honey. I know. I said, well, I thought mom likes Chicken Shack. Yeah, well, she wore it out. <laughs> Jesus. And she'll get used to it. She has to suck it up. <laughs> oh, my God. My my son, Kyler, met my parents at Chicken Shack, and Kyler's wearing a Patriots hat. Oh, God. My father gave my mom money, turned around, and left. He left my mother at Chicken Shack with money to get her food, but left Kyler to take her home. And Kyler to be somewhere else, so my mom's you like, You think well, it's just... because of the hat? It, it was because of the hat. He How do you know? He apologized for it later. <laughs> I just couldn't be there with the with the. Pictures. I just can't stand. That's just disrespectful. I like that crap. Whatever he had to say about it, <coughs> but no, he literally yeah, I, walked out because Kyler was wearing a Patriots hat. Ah, <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, very very uh, very interesting. A I, true Bronco. Well, that's the thing. I'm not. A, my dad's a Redskins fan. Oh. I, <laughs> I, I don't know. Maybe he's a Broncos fan by now. Maybe he but hates Patriots. Oh, he definitely hates Patriots. 
particularly Tom Brady, Tom I think. Tom Brady, yeah. Yeah, well... A pretty boy. Pretty boy, but he it's hard not to kind of hate him. The guy's skill is incredible. <laughs> but everybody loves him. Yeah. Yeah. They, He's like Hollywood guy, you know? Oh, I was talking to Avery when we were at Chicken Shack... So, Chicken Shack has a, inside it has painted on the wall, why did the chicken cross the road? Yeah. And they have lots of different famous people who answered. Yeah. And one of them was Pete Rose, and he goes, I'm not sure, but I promise I didn't bet on it. <laughs> so, Avery, so, Avery and I are talking about that. what? <laughs> she told me, she looked up and she goes, oh, you know what, Mom, I heard that they just passed a law that um, oh, it's yeah. no longer, what is the law, do you know? Sports betting. Sport betting is legal now in Colorado. And isn't it, is it just Colorado? It used to be only Las Vegas you could do sport betting. But the Supreme Court ruled that you can do sport betting in every state if the state... Every state? Yeah. Ah, okay, that's what Avery said. Yeah. Which is just poor Pete. <laughs> I know. Poor Born Pete. in the long, wrong generation. Here. Yes. Yeah. I mean, imagine what he could have done if he had... Yeah, pretty funny though, and I was proud of her for knowing who the hell Pete Rose was. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. Yeah, Avery, Avery got an award for... Okay, so she got two award invitations. One was for Friday, and then there was a senior one for Monday. And she goes, Mom, I'm just going to the one on Monday because it's just for the seniors. Mm -hmm. And I thought, well, are you sure they're not different awards, Avery? She goes, I don't think so, Mom. Well, the school calls me to confirm if she's going to be there or not, and I said... You know, she thinks she's going to get the same award on Monday, so she doesn't want to come. And they said, oh, no, no, this is this is a very different award. The department heads actually nominate students oh. or the um, the faculty, well, like principals and stuff. So told Avery she was a little hard-headed about it. But <laughs> when I was describing it to her, I said, Avery, I said, you know, your teachers nominated you for being a good student, for being a good person, whatever it may be. And she goes... Mom, I'm just worried about my academics, okay? That's what I've been working on. And I said, Avery, you've been working on your academics for 12 years, but you've been working on Avery for 18. And she goes, ew. <laughs> but she went, and she got nominated for um, her... I, I know I'm going to screw this up, but it's... Um, she was in FCCLA, which is future... Oh, God damn it. Consumer something like that. It was consumer affairs is what I want to call it, but it's like the, it's a new version of home ec. <laughs> it's what it sounds like. They, I it's don't know. It's not business? It's future. Oh my God, I'm so going to have future to look that up. I sound like such an asshole right now. But, so she's got awards again on Monday as well. She's going to get her senior awards. Wow, that's great for her. I know, and then she graduates on Tuesday. It's not off. Um, we're going to go ahead and take a break now. Oh, that was a long session. Thank you, Nick. Uh, if anybody's listening, I hope you get something from this. This is Jaded, and I am Jody. <laughs>